Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to The Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram, sarcastic.aa.book. Websites, Recovery Radio, KMP3.com, SarcasticBigBook.com. As always, so glad you're here with me. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know if your day's just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere in the middle. Maybe you're curled up by a fireplace. Maybe you're driving. Maybe you're multitasking. Maybe you're on a run. Maybe you're on a walk. we are, you and me, and I am glad, grateful I have no desire to drink, still can't believe it. It's been 32 years since I had a drink, and I still cannot believe that I have no desire to drink right now. Not tricked by the time, have to keep in fit spiritual condition each day. That will keep the mental part of alcoholism in an arrested state, according to the big book, rendering the physical, permanent, progressive part inconsequential. That can change if I stop growing spiritually, if I do not enlarge my spiritual life on a continuous basis. The insanity of alcohol will return and I will decide to drink. But today, I have no desire to drink, and it's amazing. I just can't believe my life. I just want to say something today about the promises, the quote-unquote promises. I just got to lead a meeting where the topic was the promises and I feel like talking about it still so I'm going to but before I do I should tell you I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee here from Trader Joe's right in front of me mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut not product placement just a bona fide from the heart referral For myself, regarding the promises, they are a byproduct of not caring about what I get. If I am trying to get the promises, I am missing the whole point. And 
And again, I'm just one ding-ding ringing, ringing my bell. I'm not... Used to be a guy who would share in meetings if you disagree with something I say, don't hold it against AA, it's just my opinion. And that's what I like to say to you. So for me, if I am pursuing the promises, I'm missing something. I'm missing the whole point. The promises are only a byproduct of not doing that, of not seeing what I can get out of this. That's how they all have come true in my life. They're a byproduct, an afterthought, something that happens because I'm not focused on it, thinking about it, and that's not my motive. If that's my motive, I'm missing something. My experience was pretty simple in a nutshell. I was really desperate. I was really open-minded. I did not argue with people who were trying to save my life. That had been beaten out of me over a period of a couple years. When I finally arrived at Alcoholics Anonymous, I was there was no arguing left in me in terms of taking suggestions. I did get a little confused about which suggestions to take for a while, but I've talked about that. Finally, I selected people and used discernment and really trusted them and did not argue with them. And I had a spiritual awakening. Pretty profound change started to happen when I started to do column four of my inventory. I started to realize that it is not about me. That other people are having experiences as well. Totally different from mine. That are just as valid. May sound simple or obvious. Maybe not. But it's a real revelation. A real epiphany for me started to change me. And when that happened, I started to, like it says on page 63, I started to become less and less interested in myself. And more and more, over time, I became more and more interested in seeing what I can contribute. And a byproduct of that was the quote-unquote promises. And much more. I do think the promises are... um, Compared to the experience of that, they don't sound like much to me. The experience is far beyond language. But I made a decision to turn my will and life over to a power that wasn't me. I cleaned house quickly. I didn't lollygag. I didn't balk. I did an inventory. And I read it to somebody. And then it was time to make amends very quickly. And I, just, and I made amends. 
I made of a lot of amends. I got sober when I was young, and I made over a hundred amends. I mean, how painstaking somebody wants to be is up to them. But when I started to have this change during the fourth step, I really started to see that I owed a lot of people amends. As I became more empathetic and more sensitive to the fact that other people were having experiences. If I were really honest with myself, I owed a lot of people amends. I never had the conversation with myself, well, they're not going to think it's a big deal. They don't, they don't care. All that playing God nonsense. I didn't. I knew that I owed people amends. I knew. I felt it. It was between me and my higher power. My sponsor helped me a lot, but God bless my sponsor for allowing my conscience to guide me through that above everything else. And I'm so grateful that I already had an experience that had made my conscience loud, loud enough to track people down to go to businesses, to go to schools, to go to teachers, to go to exes, to go to people I hooked up with. It changed my life. And then a byproduct of going out into the world more and more with the motive of what can I do to contribute? How can I be of service? Was that I felt a new... I was amazed before I was halfway through with that process. I knew a new freedom, a new happiness. I started to not regret the past. Not wish to shut the door on it. I started to comprehend the word serenity. I started to know peace. I started to see that my experience was actually helpful for people, no matter how messed up it was. I started to lose that feeling of being useless. I started to feel sorry for myself less. It didn't happen all at once. It didn't happen instantly. It didn't stay frozen in a way where it was just all of a sudden gone, but it started to happen more and more. The landscape started to change with the tides of my spiritual development ebbing and flowing. A few steps forward, a couple steps back, a few steps forward, a couple steps back. And the shoreline started to look different. And today I can say that those things have come true in my life. Kind of amazing. Sometime I'll have to do a whole show about fear of economic insecurity leaving us. 
think a lot of people just think that means just work a lot and then you won't have that fear. But that's not at all been my experience. God doesn't suck. A lot of times it sounds like God's not that powerful, but my experience is we, uh, I don't know. It's kind of amazing. Sans the kind of part. I want to give a shout out to Happy Joyous and Three on the East Coast and um, the Black Rhinos, Sober Gratitudes Podcast, Podcast Greater Than Yourself. Hello, Chelsea, Sandra, Kelly. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Mackenzie. Hi, Twin. Hi, Alex, Katrina, Taylor, Steph, Mary. Lucy, Laura, Dave, Logan, Eric, Richard, Gail, 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 Yasmin. <laughs> Ladon, Scott, Scott. And all the people that I am forgetting right now. I did used to smoke glue and I did have a stroke. And that there are a lot of people I can say hi to. But there were a bunch of shout outs right there. Okay. And I got to go model. Okay. I have to go model. I have to go model right now. I can't do this anymore. I'm a male model. I'm going to be on a magazine today called... It's called uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna shut up. Waiter, waiter. Yeah, just the coffee. Just the one coffee and the crying towel, please. How old are you if you know what a crying towel is? Alright. Have an amazing weekend. I don't know why my life was saved, but I am gonna go try to live a life that's worth saving, and I hope you'll do the same.